Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. Have another fun episode for you today. Nick is back, one of my IRL friends, and I'm recording this intro before I've even listened to the full podcast, and if you've been here for a bit, you'll know that my Nick episodes are just, you know, a little bit unhinged, but I feel like this was just like a tinge of low-key unhinged. So I hope you enjoy. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to talk about probably like the most like breaking news of today. Britney Spears was offered $15 million for a tell-all book. And obviously I'm so thrilled for her because, you know, we've watched the last 13 years of her life under the conservatorship. And I think we have a lot of questions and just want to hear her side of the story more than we have in her court appearances. But especially like Dana and I were talking about this last week just how we follow celebrity gossip and celebrity stories and like really you know almost build these parasocial relationships with these people but sometimes it can get or it feels tough because you know we never know the truth or we don't see like an end to these stories or these theories or whatever and getting this book feels like that that we'll see the truth and you know can kind of tie a bow on this chapter in Britney Spears' life. So I'm just so thrilled for her. I'm so happy that she got like a huge payout and I hope that this is like a therapeutic and healing process for her. I also want to highlight that I'm on two different podcasts this week. I talked to Shannon on Fluently Forward. We discussed euphoria blind items and on-set drama with the cast. So before you watch the finale this week, go over to Fluently Forward and listen to that episode. It was super, super Super fun. And then I was also on What to Read Next with Laura. We talked about romance novels and she gave me a bunch of recs to try out and to read. And my list is ever growing, but I'm so grateful because it is honestly like my favorite thing that has come out of this pandemic is my renewed love of reading. Anyways, I think it's time for us to get to the show. So enjoy my conversation with Nick. I'm back with a very special guest, Nicholas John Drinkwater. How are you? Uh, Nicholas John Drinkwater can't come to the phone right now, <laughs> but Nicholas Alexander Drinkwater can, uh, and he is doing swell, not to be confused with swill. <laughs> wow, a wordle joke right off the bat. Now we're rolling. Oh my goodness. Yeah, rolling the millennials. Yeah, <laughs> literally. We, Nick and I, before the podcast started recording, we're talking about our wordle beef because, well, that's what I talked about on my last episode that just dropped today. We're recording this on the 20th of February. Look at that plug-in. Yeah, that seamless integration. But we don't like wordle culture. We don't identify as part of the community. Yeah, we purposely don't identify with the community so sorry to all of you who are a part of it <laughs> we're gonna sit here and just act like we're too good for you that's the thing is like I'm always talking like I'm too good to be part of the Wordle community when you and I met playing online survivor it's really like disassociation from a ra- reality that keeps me going. Oh, I n- require that to c- continue to live. Like, <laughs> absolutely. How did your fake nickname, is it a nickname? I call you Nicholas John. That's not your real name. No, that is a nickname by nobody but you. Yes. <laughs> to the point where 
Tori was very kind and sent me a Christmas card. Yeah. So that's what they're called. Yes. Um, as she does with all people premiere on her podcast, I hope, <laughs> or I'm outing her. No, I, s- she, I, I do offer to send all my guests cards, yes. And she sent it to me, and she sent it to my parents' house, so it said, Nicholas, John Drinkwater, right on the top. And my mom grabbed that letter, and she went, <laughs> did this person know your middle name isn't John? <laughs> she was, was like, pissed. <laughs> oh yeah she was she was heated and i was like yeah it's, it's like an inside joke she's like well you need to tell her that's not your middle name <laughs> you need to clarify she's like, no no she knows that it's like does she or are you just covering for her like, <laughs> why would i be covering for somebody you don't know <laughs> who's not here like that's so funny yes i think it's like a funny bit if i'm like mad at somebody and like i'll just like full name them but I think this was actually pre me knowing your middle name so I just pick one and for guys it's John yeah Tori confidently said Nicholas John Drinkwater (laughs) as if like she had previously been told this and just was like committing to it (laughs) no it's a bit I swear I just pick like the most generic like John Elizabeth Maria and just like stick it in but yes I (laughs) am so glad you're back I think this is like your sixth or seventh time on the pod. We met online playing online survivor. You're an avid curler. Yes, avid. Avid curler. The listeners have been dying since your last appearance to know how is your team, the dustpans doing? Yeah, so I think the last time we talked, it was October and my team was on the fence about if we were going to try to like roll into a like fall, early winter season, or if we were going to wait until after the new year to do it because of some moving parts with some of our teammates and just like regular life plans and all of that stuff. So we picked up curling after the new year. The curling team has been reshuffled. So we had six members of our team last year. We cut three of them, the dead weights, the loose ends, those who had better things going on in their lives, apparently. (laughs) You're like, we left them. And but in reality, they left you. (laughs) Classic. Um, So we had to do a little bit of hustling to get more members members of the team so we hustled we got more more members of the team and we started up our first season about a month ago and five weeks into the season get ready Tori I I don't know why I'm crossing my fingers but I'm like (laughs) two and three and that's good what's that because last season we only had one win yes and now you have two (laughs) and now we have two wins two wins three losses Two wins, three losses with two weeks left. In the next two weeks of the season, we play the two worst teams in the league. So there is a chance, however small, that we are going to finish with a winning record. That's amazing. And that would just be like, you know, us moving towards our Olympic dreams, which is the end goal here. <laughs> perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I feel like we've been talking way too much about sports on this podcast. And it's going to continue in this episode. And it's, it's just not my brand. And every time... Tori's like, okay, what should we talk about on the pod? It's like, okay, well, how do we like rope some stuff in? And I always am like, well, we could talk about this, but is that your brand? <laughs> yeah, you're like, let's talk about the Olympics. I was like, let's not. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like constantly like say like this, but question mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate it. But yeah, so the the dustpans are good with two weeks left in the season. Um, we have official merch now, so get your dustpans 2022 <laughs> merch um, through Tori if you want Stop. it. Stop. Um, it's, we have sweaters. It's cute. I'll post a picture. I'll post it on socials. It's super cute. And we've only almost gotten in a fight with one team. 
Perfect. So, like, we're 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 doing great. We're You're thriving. coming out on top. The the newbies have you know arisen, arose to the challenge, and we're we're feeling good. This season's going to end in two weeks, and we're hoping to carry you know all of our talent and momentum and just like raw skill into the next season, which is really when we're going to like show our stuff and move to the top of the leaderboard. I love that. I played played curly. No, I curled. Yeah, you curled. <laughs> yes. Curl. Curl. I curled for the first time in my life in December 2021. <laughs> I was like, where? What's the next thing she's going to say? She's like, and I. It's like, ooh, the suspense. Let me fill in the rest of the story. So I curled for the first time in my life in December of 2021. And the first thing I did was I sat down in a hack. <laughs> No, I didn't. And I I had that stone in my hand, and I felt the power. And I stood up, and I pushed off, and then I ate shit face first (laughs) on ice, broke my nose, and had to go to the hospital, so I will never be returning. That's how that story ended for Tori. No, I was... (laughs) No. I was also a natural. (laughs) It's that Canadian blood. Yeah, 100%. No, I actually didn't know how fun curling is. Yes, (laughs) Yes, facts. <laughs> like, it's actually super fun, and I would actually do it again. And I feel like, especially with COVID, I was just going to say our propensity. Is that a, even a word? Just <laughs> roll with it. If you say it confidently, nobody will ever question you on pronunciation Literally, of words. Except for fucking my mom listens to this, and then she texts <laughs> me, and she's like, you used this word wrong. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's because... Your mom was a teacher, right? Yes. That's, so are, okay, so but, that's so are you. <laughs> but yes, but this is a teacher thing that if I don't know how to pronounce a word, I just like confidently say it. My students never call my bullshit on <laughs> Because they're in like eighth grade. But it's a skill that you can use in other layers yeah, of your that's life. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I have the propensity. <laughs> I really hope that means. Um, I feel like COVID has taken away just like trying stuff almost like for the first time. Yeah, like I, I can see that. Yeah, I was talking to my therapist <laughs> the other day, and she was just saying, like, we were just talking about, like, needing more variety in my life and, like, trying new things and, like, blah, blah, blah. And I was just, like, really thinking about how COVID has kind of taken a lot of, like, you know, it's, you just have so many other precautions that you're thinking about that, like, you kind of just get stuck in doing stuff you, like, know is safe or, like, you've continue to do like whatever so curling I feel like was like one of the only new activities I've tried in the last couple years and it was like actually super fun I can see why people do it I get what you're saying there's like so many variables to consider when trying something anyway to like add just more to that makes it overwhelming to the point where like why do you want to start it I will say on the flip side for me in curling is when I started playing it was about this time last year and a lot of it was like okay well I can't do the stuff I usually do on Saturday nights. And now yeah, that, like, we're go to the to bar. Bit, yeah, now that we're starting to reopen a little bit, things are open to do things, but I still can't like go to the bar and sing karaoke. Yes. Which is a usual activity of mine. Yes. And being like, okay, I can commit to like doing this thing on Saturday nights, even though it's new. And I can get other people that I'm friends with to commit to do it too, because they have nothing else going on in their life. I'm like the center of the universe come on um so of course but yes it, it is so underrated fun and this is gonna sound shady towards like anybody who plays curling but like you don't need to be athletic in any way shape or form no. to be like a wreck curler 
Because I feel like with other rec sports, like I know like – Like kickball. Kickball or softball teams or something like that. I feel like I would rather die than hit a bat with a ball. Like like, I just feel like (laughs) that is so much pressure. But like I don't know. Curling is really like low pressure, super fun. I could totally join like a beer league. And that's the best part. The best part is when you finish, you go broom stacking, which is when you get drinks. I love that. (laughs) I did know the lingo when you dropped hack and stone. Oh. (laughs) Like I learned stuff. So yeah. Yeah. This is Tori and I's recommendation for all of you out there to join a rec curling league. Um, And Bonus points if you name it, like, ready to be petty or something. Yeah, yeah, yes. And also, if you're a curler, like, slide into the DMs. Like, let's talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, let's talk tactics. Yeah, yes. (laughs) Strategy. The other thing that you and I have been really doing this winter. That's also not really your brand. No, 0%. (laughs) But maybe it kind of is also. We've been listening to Mason Ramsey. (laughs) And I am, like, so sad to say that this isn't even the first Mason Ramsey mention on this fucking podcast. <laughs> like, because Nick and I, like, I feel like years ago at this point, talked about how you told me when Lonely came out by Justin Bieber. Because um, Scooter Braun manages Justin Bieber famously and Mason Ramsey. Not as famously. Not, like, not as famously. We talked about how Lonely, when it was released, was subconsciously using yodeling in this song to get more people into Mason Ramsey. And I was, like, sure of this conspiracy theory at the <laughs> like, time that I said it to you. There was very few things I was more confident about no. on that podcast no. than that comment. So then, every time Mason Ramsey would come up, I would actually think about how, like, Justin Bieber tried to kickstart yodeling, and, like, it just didn't happen for him. And ironically, right before Tori and I started listening to, like, his new album, <laughs> I had saw on Twitter, like, TikTok of him working at, like, Subway or something, and I was I... like, yep, okay, Justin Bieber didn't do him enough. Like, this man is back to the everyday grind. R.I.P. Literally R.I.P. So then... Then I realized that in the subway, the video where he's making a subway sub, it's actually his song. Yes. So then I was, and then, and then it just like took off. Yes. In organized world anyway. Yes, yes. Okay, I like how you're like, oh, I saw this TikTok. It's like, Nick, I sent you that TikTok, didn't I? <laughs> like, <laughs> because, okay, so the song, what's his song? The one that's like a TikTok trend. It's the one that's like, holding outdoors, <laughs> holding your hand. <laughs> I never thought I'd do it. Or I forget the lyrics. It's before but it's I knew it. That, the nap. Yeah, before I knew it. <laughs> and the worst part, can I shit talk that song a little bit? Because, like, as much as, like, I have like, jam into it. Yeah, me too. The song was clearly, clearly like a toss away from another country artist. Because 100%. this boy is like 14 years old. Like, he's not like going to work and making a salary to support any relationship. Uh, Nick, don't like, <laughs> don't <laughs> shit on his subway career. <laughs> you, you douche. <laughs> like, it's not me shitting on subway. It's like, when I was 14, I didn't have a job. And I know that's like, not like, you know, maybe that's like 
common or not common, but like if you have a job at 14, you're getting that that job for yourself. You're yeah. not like, okay, I'm going to go get a job. For and my wife like, and kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You're completely right. He had an album. They needed eight songs or whatever. They had six that were appropriate for like a fucking 13-year-old. And then they just grabbed one from the catalog. Yeah. <laughs> He's 15. This is so embarrassing. Like, so embarrassing. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) I listen to it unironically now. And, like, I put it on in my car. And I'm, like, putting on a show. The best part about the Mason Ramsey songs is, like, you can actually keep up with the vocals in it. (laughs) Like, what are you saying? That you're, like, good? As as good as him? I'm saying that it's not like I'm trying to, like, run down Beyonce. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. like I'm trying to keep up with, like, Love on Top or, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, not trying yeah. to keep pace with, like, a rapper who's, like, words I can't say or he just goes too quick or they go too quick. Like, the Mason Ramsey, I could be like, because I was holding <laughs> your hand. <laughs> like, I can do that. I can be fake Southern for two minutes and 36 seconds. <laughs> 100%. And, like, this is a viral TikTok song because it's, like, the perfect TikTok sound where it's, like, 20 seconds and it describes exactly what the person's doing, like, going to work, getting off early etc so like he i thought it was like in good fun that he made his own tiktok with him working at subway oh my god Tori, i didn't even notice this song is from 2019 <laughs> yeah i think well okay that's the thing nick is it came out on his album that like didn't do well and he's now working at subway i just want to say like as much as like i would be mortified like if i was him i would like literally ghost the internet like i would remove everything <laughs> like like i would go into the like, witness protection program if my career if i had like had a career and like one of the biggest music producers or like managers or whatever and then like i didn't make it I would yeah join witness protection but like honestly good for him like he's taking the higher road that I would not take where he's just like you know what I'm a normal kid I have a normal job and I'm like in school I can make fun of myself with this TikTok sound he's really not any different than any of the like forgotten Disney stars who didn't how dare you yeah 100 like Jordan Pruitt Where's she at? But didn't Jordan Pruitt have like a jam? She did. And then she had to go on. She had to go on The Voice in like 2018. This is The Voice. See, I was going to compare him to like Mitchell Musso. (gasps) Cute. (laughs) Why was he like my type back in the day? (laughs) (laughs) Because he looks eerily similar to other people in your type yeah that's fair that hair like i would literally rather vom than look at that haircut ever again anything else you want to say about mason ramsey before we move on to some other big news that i want to talk about no just just go like check out his stuff yeah you know what it is take it as like a lesson that we learned from friday by rebecca black where like you listen to it and you're like ironically this is good because it's so bad it's like good and then you Stockholm Syndrome yourself into liking it. 100%. I just feel like it might be like, unless something else comes out wild this like spring summer, it might be my like song of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Like this could be a beach song. 100%. Like a boating <laughs> song. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think that my favorite genre of music though is songs that are so bad that they're unironically good like last night or two nights ago you sent me lyrics to hannah montana's one in a million i think it was no No, it was um smooth talking 
slow so, rocking. He's got, got a, oh, he could be the one. He could be the one. He's got everything that a girl's wanting. <laughs> Guitar cutie. Okay. I've also sung way too much on this podcast lately. <laughs> People are going to hate that. So yeah. So we like bad music. I think we should just admit it to ourselves. We also like really good music, but also really bad music. Mainly the bad stuff. Yeah. Okay. I also like really bad movies. And Shocker. <laughs> <laughs> no thoughts here. It's like you like the crappy TV shows too. Okay, wow. Okay, so on the last episode that I had Nick on, we talked about the After series. And I'm pretty sure live on the pod, I was like, okay, this is a trilogy, but it's actually going to be a quintuplet, which I literally forgot about until I saw something on Twitter being like the fourth After movie is coming out. And I had completely forgotten. Are you going to watch? Did you keep up? I can't even lie. No, I certainly <laughs> did not. I think the last time I was here, we talked about... How you didn't. Two. Yeah, yeah. two. Yeah. Um, I think you watched the first one. I gave it an honest try on the first one. Like, I really gave it a go. I can't believe that sustained a sequel and then a trilogy and then what is it like a series is it officially a series when you hit four five so movies, movies is twilight insane right? um twilight was four plus they broke the yeah the second one yeah. into five who the fuck is watching this movie well i am but like who <laughs> else in the entire world is watching that movie DM me if you've seen or read this series. I w- I'm dying to know. I don't know who's sustaining it, but like the actors in the third one, like the press for the third one looked dead inside. And it was giving me major kissing booth three vibes when Jacob Alordi looked like he was being held for ransom during the press tour. So the thing with this is like, I don't know how I as an actor would like feel about this. Like, Am I just going to keep making the movies because it's like a sustainable income that I'm like, okay, well, I can count on the fact that I'm going to have another movie for this like next year. Or would it feel like, is this where the height of my career is and just like fall apart? (laughs) So other actors have been in this, but like if they get offered other movies and TV, I feel like they like end up backing out. But I feel like they've stayed because they're like not getting any like other yeah, offers they, they have to be they have to be but it, i don't know because let's let's be honest the movies are extremely low quality in all of the ways okay <laughs> am i wrong no okay, fucking I, if, dylan if sprouse one, was the, in the second one or the third that's one sad. and that's yeah. sad yeah like when he was definitely the more popular sprouse brother back in the day so like, yeah yeah rough stuff yeah and he had to wear glasses I'm the just notification saying. of dylan sprouse yeah <laughs> literally I say is you're wearing glasses right now i know but like i'm not like the competing love interest in a fucking movie it's sunday and it's like raining outside and i'm in sweatpants like <laughs> i don't think there's really like much much to say about it i feel like it's one step below being like a regular on the hallmark christmas movie circuit yeah like, if I was, yep. like, a regular on the Hallmark movie circuit, it's like, okay, well, at least I can sustain this career for, like, 15 years and make, you know, a handful of movies that I get a paycheck of probably six figures on the Yeah, bag. yeah. Uh, it's just embarrassing because, like, at least, like, your grandparents are, like, sad people or people who just want, like, very easy storylines are watching, the, like, the Christmas ones. Like, yeah. let's not act like there, there's a niche for that. Like, who's the yes. niche? 
for this, like people who want like the knockoff version of Harry Styles and people who read Wattpad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So me. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. I just think also like it's filled a need. I guess so did like the kissing booth, but like of this kind of like young adult book to movie like genre that I feel like is like untapped. No, so that is a much better point. There, the young adult series these days feel like they have fallen off the earth. Like they tried with like Divergent, right? But did Divergent fall apart? Kate, and we're gonna talk about the fucking star of Divergent in a hot <laughs> min. Divergent didn't even get, I think, a sequel or the third book, even though yeah, it, like it should have. And they also tried like Percy Jackson, but I think that fell off the rails too. Yeah, because they did so poorly with i never read those books but i for people who have they did not like the movies yeah so it's just like yeah and it's really even like what's the new hot like i should know this young adult movie or a book series right now is it like one of us is lying like i know i've seen like my students read those i've read the first one of those but like oh maybe that sounds familiar is there even like a young adult series that's like hip and in like even pretty little liars like a decade ago like was that was a book series yeah that i read yeah it's yeah it's like remake the clique the clique or like i don't even think they make stuff for people who are in that like preteen early high school age bracket anymore because i think they're just like okay well they have like content creators that they drift to on like youtube or on tiktok or they're just watching like things that are above their maturity level yeah like and then if they try to yep if they try to cater something to them it's like here's talking animals Yeah, that's actually a legitimate point because I was listening to a podcast today that was discussing, like, doesn't a teen go to, like, the movies anymore? It's like, no, they would – they probably just watch, like, TikTok and, like, Netflix and stuff and YouTube. So I ask my my students, like, all the time. Every Monday I'll be like, how's everybody's weekend? Anybody do anything particularly fun this weekend? And you get a lot of blank stares and you get – I slept. And then on Friday I'll be like, anybody doing anything – fun this weekend like anybody like doing literally anything i'm like let's kill the first few minutes of class time to like ease in i'm gonna nap <laughs> like oh my god does nobody do anything but like obviously they're probably just not sharing because yeah like, who wants to share with the teacher um, but yeah no like i don't think that really go to the movies anymore yeah so yeah yeah um odd odd but i'm really missing that like genre because that's <laughs> the, the type of movies like yeah, i was gonna say that's your brand <laughs> like where's the next a cinderella story oh, the the first one of those hillary duff is a legitimately good movie <laughs> uh, that's what i'm saying like, fuck. like all the like rom-coms now suck too like w- Anybody who'd made the decision to put Owen Wilson and J-Lo in a rom-com, like, I wish I could be that delusional. Oh, my God. Okay. Nobody wants to see J-Lo with Owen Wilson. Literally. Okay. I was literally thinking that today. Jennifer Lopez and Jennifer Lopez movies are amazing. Like, her type of rom-com is, like, The Wedding Planner, uh, Made in Manhattan, like, Chef's Kiss Perfection. I cannot watch Marry Me because, for some reason, I hate Owen Wilson. No, I, I'm kind of the same way. Like, not that I would watch that movie anyway, but, like, I am not a fan of Owen Wilson. And I don't really know why. I just, I like, like, see his, like, greasy, blonde, like, straggly yeah. hair. And I literally can't even imagine him dating J-Lo. And I'm like, you couldn't have got, like, Matthew it's not, McConaughey? It it's not believable. No, it's not. Believable it's in any not. Way. 
No. Um, which is unfortunate because, like, there are some rom-coms that are legit, like, good movies for people who don't even like rom-coms. Like, yeah. I will go down saying, like, The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock is, like, one of the greater movies I've seen in my life. Yeah, literally. Like, that hits almost every time you watch it. Like, yeah. it's just a jam. Totally. I just watched I Want You Back on Amazon Prime, and it was cute. That's our plug. There you go. Hit hit Tori and I up with either, like, good new rom-coms, like, within the last, like, let's say, we'll say last four years. Yeah. um, Or, like, good teen. Movies. Movie series. Or, like, young adult things. Like, DCOM originals, but, like... Oh, my God. The Disney Channel also fallen off. Like, is there any stars coming out of there? No, but let's talk about that. Well, there's one. I guess there's one. Yes, there's one. (laughs) So, today we're going to talk about High School Musical, the musical of the series, Shailene Woodley, the aforementioned star of Divergent, (laughs) and Aaron Rodgers. I was going to say Alex Rodriguez, because we were just talking about J-Lo. No idea. Uh, We're going to talk about Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. Uh, they are apparently engaged. Ooh. And then we've got our petty weight champion and this week in petty. Let's dive into it. High School Musical, the musical, the series. I think we've covered this on the pod. I didn't even like look it up. I'm sure we did. No, we did because I binge watched the entire first season for us to talk about I know. About you're such a good guest. And like, I feel like I ask you so much of you and then, <laughs> but you didn't watch season two. I had, so I had no qualms with the first season of the show like it could have been so much better let me just rant for like a side note here i don't understand why tv shows that are very clearly catered towards young adults don't just be young adult tv shows like i don't understand like why they try to make these kid shows and then keep them kid shows like your audience is going to be like the people who are nostalgic for that stuff right so let's use the lizzie mcguire like unfulfilled remake like Lizzie McGuire, what's her Hillary Duff? Hillary Duff. <laughs> so Hillary Duff like fought with the Disney production team because she was like, "This needs to be more mature, right?" And they were like, "No, we can't do that." So they they scrapped it, and then they make this remake this High School Musical, the musical, the series with obviously younger, their high school age students, but the show doesn't ever like dig into like what would make it a more enjoyable like adult comedy like yeah yeah. at least like do things like let them swear or have like more nuanced comedy that they it just like completely lacks like it could have been so much better but i i did think the first season was fine i enjoyed watching it and at the time i had planned on watching season two yeah um i just never got around to it by the like month later that it happened but there's other shows there's like like why can't you make like a comedy that's like for kids but it also is like hitting on that like modern family or like a new girl or like those types of like adult comedy shows because did you watch the iCarly readaption no which we've talked about on this pod too and I'm shook that I haven't it's it's kind of on my list because are you gonna say that they did a good job of this because that's what I've heard online so I I did rewatch it and I think that it took them a while to found their groove with it but like once they found their groove it was like okay this this part is what i want from the show where it feels like i'm watching like these childhood characters like grown up and having like adult things going on in their lives i don't think they were perfect with it in the first season i think they're still kind of like riding the rocky wave but i really enjoyed it um which is really not what i was expecting after i watched the pilot episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but it did find its groove in the season and i think that did it really well so i was frustrated 
when like High School Musical, the musical series didn't. And then I heard, did not hear really much of any positives about season two. So I was like, not going to tune in. <laughs> yeah, that's so fair. So are you saying that you think that it shouldn't have been set in high school? Um, no, because I think it has to be because you're obviously not going to get Zac Efron to come back and do it. He has mm-hmm. way better things going on in his life, unlike some other old Disney Channel stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but like, you're, make the show for the people who are watching it yeah. and just like give a little bit like more or like focus on like maybe some of like the adult characters more and kind of cut yeah. back on some yeah. of the like kid characters because then you can kind of toe the line of like you don't want kids doing like weird comedy that's not appropriate for like their age group but like, yeah cough cough euphoria <laughs> yes <laughs> um so it just didn't it didn't hit the way that i really would have liked for it to um and let's be honest like olivia rodrigo should not go back on that show no like, that show should die a very quick death the way that sunny with a chance did after demi lovato left yeah. Like when they left the show, the show had to completely rebrand because nobody was tuning into it. And after one season of knockoff SNL, they were done. Yes. High School Musical, the musical series should do that too. I can't even imagine how much Disney Plus is like backing into Olivia Rodrigo's driveway to keep her on for another season. <laughs> well, I'm shook. Well, you would have seen in season two, there's like a lot of times where she's like on FaceTime. <laughs> Because she was, like, clearly off doing other stuff. It could have been. But she, like, yeah, went to that other school and then just, like, was gone half the season. So, like, all of her scenes were, like, by herself or, like, on FaceTime with characters. So it's, like, was she even really there? And they've definitely shifted the focus where it's, like, Nini and whatever Joshua Bassett's (laughs) character. like Ricky. I remember that. Ricky, yes. That's how, like much I was rooting for them can't even remember his name (laughs) Ricky and Nini were obviously the two central characters like Troy and Gabriella in the first season but they definitely in second season like were more focused on the ensemble cast than just those two so I thought that that was interesting I do really agree with you because it is weird that it's like a very teen show but like Like, I'm not even talking about, like, teen, like, 17 or 18. It's, like, for, like, 13-year-olds. Because I was, like, thinking, I'm pretty sure some of them are, like, seniors in high school. But they're, like, playing board games at parties and drinking, like, pop and chips and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I was not doing that in in high school. So I surely was. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, like, that's not, like, high top tier entertaining for a TV show. And there's ways you can do it, like... So TV shows are only as good as their ensemble cast is sometimes because you have to like pull those characters like into the fold. But the best types of shows are the ones where like as like a cliche as it is, like those shows like Friends or I never watched How I Met Your Mother or like New Girl, like they have like a constant like five or six. And those characters are the ones that all play off each other. And they're like the main focus. And then they rope in some others like as they go along. It doesn't really work as well when you're kind of trying to like get a lot of stuff moving on i don't know it it should be geared more towards the 18 age group than it should be geared towards like a disney channel yeah but then now even the stuff with the adults is cringe it's so cringe but now that i'm thinking about it like wouldn't the people that are like starving for high school musical nostalgia like us in our 20s like wouldn't we want a different show like would i ever be happy with a high school show like i don't even know at this point yeah no i i I think like you're you're right for that but it also is weird because like the draw of the first season we're spending way too much time talking about this like this in-depth analysis (laughs) like 
<laughs> okay. Like, the focus of the first scene is like they're doing the high school musical. Yes. Which they didn't even do well. I'm sorry. They didn't even do it well. No. And they <laughs> only showed the opening <laughs> night and it was like a yeah. joke. And it was like it was like a one night show. Like, yes. Like it what what? No. The spring musical. <laughs> no. Like no, no. Oh my god! It seems weird that in season two they then pivot and pivoted and did like Beauty and the Beast. Don't like, you just do High School Musical? Yeah, two? you do High School Musical two, and then season three you do High School Musical three, and then you end... and then you wrap it up. Yes, and then you end the show. I know. I was like livid when they chose Beauty and the Beast, and also with Beauty and the Beast they sung like two of their songs, and then the rest were like original songs. And like, no offense, but their original songs are not bangers. No, and that's what I'm saying. Like, even the music that comes out of Disney Channel, like nowadays, is not... no, it, it hits different. Y'all are Disney. You can afford to hire like quality musical writers. Like, well, is, this is, show is <laughs> is Kenny Ortega on this? He is ten years past his prime. If he is. <laughs> Okay, that's so brutal. Okay, let's talk about what they have planned for season three. They chose Frozen as the musical. So they're just, again, trying to capitalize on like Disney shit, which is fine. And then they're going to do some high school musical. Plot twist, they're also going to add in camp rock songs because they are going to be spending their summer at like a singing summer camp. We love that Camp Shallow Lake. So why? What? Like Camp Rock? <laughs> that like is I don't know, I like Camp Shallow, like who is designing these names? <laughs> I don't know. This is the funny thing, is Camp Rock was the next movie after High School Musical and yeah. they were trying to capitalize on the exact same shit that was so successful for High School Musical and it wasn't. Like top tier not aged. No, well. top tier movie <laughs> in like 2006 or whatever, but like nowadays like it just it's like just a bunch of TikTok like jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that is so it's just such a weird pivot plus like three completely different musical mm-hmm. like Camp Rock is like And why are we doing Frozen at the summer, summer camp? It makes camp. no sense it pisses me Shouldn't off they have so just much done camp rock shouldn't they have just committed to redoing camp rock literally and Commit then to the bit yes maybe that's what they should have done is just like they remake decom um <laughs> musicals okay here- well, like the cinderella story oh let's let's see yeah they, they flopped they they flopped yeah they I, it just makes me upset because like high school musical holds a special place in my heart and this reboot is just like just like the sex in the city reboot it's just like so tragic oh did that end poorly yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say <laughs> at this time. Here's... But they're also having some other people like come back, which yes. seems like wildly out of character for the show. Yes, I I don't even know where to begin with this because this is another country star <laughs> that has been mentioned more than once on this podcast, which is honestly kind of a sham. Jason Earls. From Hannah Montana is joining the season. What are your thoughts? Who asked for this? That's my first thought. Is like that why man are you pulling him out of the woodwork. You know what's kind of funny about this? And I was actually thinking about this the other day while I was driving. After we had said like, okay, we're gonna talk about a little bit about High School Musical musical the series. And did you ever watch Big Time Rush? I know it was like yes. a Nickelodeon show. Okay, so all <laughs> I can think is like, okay, so any of like the younger stars, right? What do you think their reaction is to like booking like that type of like gig where you're gonna be like on a singing show? Like if you're a younger star, you book that gig. Like big what time your, rush what are your, or like emotions. You're excited. Yeah, why? Why are you excited for it? Because fame. <laughs> yeah, 
Right, you're like, okay, this is my stepping stone yes. to like launch a career because I've yes. watched people like Miley Cyrus do it. I've watched people like Ariana Grande do it. Or I've watched people have maybe not like as successful careers, but like they continue a career. Like, I don't know that girl's name, Jade from Victorious. Yes. Like, she is like a full adult on that Netflix yes. show, I think. Right? Um, not like, Netflix, CW. Okay, yeah. Yes. And even Emily Osment, like Emily Osment had like her ABC family. Like these people continue careers as a launch pad from Disney Channel. Like even like obviously Selena Gomez, like now like a fully fledged, like everything. So when you book it when you're younger, it's like, yes, excitement is my launch pad. When you come back when you're like in your 40s, and this is why I bring Big Time Rush into it, is they have like that like the manager, right? Like when he books that gig, is like, I'm the manager on this kids' TV show, Big Time Rush, or I'm Jason Earls and I book this gig for season three of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Like, your emotion for it is like, yeah, I'm settling. Like, yep, like this, this is the, this is my career. Again, as <laughs> it's such a, sh- a blow. It is such a blow. Again, if I was Jason Earls or Mason Ramsey, I would be signing up for witness protection. <laughs> Because there's too many people praying for my downfall, and it's and working. has to have enough money to, like, oh, be able to do that. Let's – I looked up his net worth. I have no fucking idea <laughs> why. Celebrity net worth reports that he's worth roughly $8 million. There is no fucking way that this loser owns $8 million. But, like, Hannah Montana ran eight seasons. And by the – when Hannah Montana left – Disney Channel, it was easily like their biggest show of all time. Of all time. Like, and like, same with High School Musical movie in gig. movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. they got like a, a full on movie gig out of it. I remember that last season was like Hannah Montana forever. Like it was like an experience. But I would not be surprised if he did get like a shit ton of money for playing that role. I don't know what else he has done. Nothing. I feel like he should have more than $8 million. Like, does he not know how to invest? Yeah. Like, I don't know how to invest. That's a good but point. I'm not even the age he was when he started <laughs> on Hannah Montana. So, like, but who was his manager? You're right, though. So High School Musical 3 aired in theaters. That's how big it was. Like, the first two were on TV, and then the third one was in theaters. I watched it in theaters. Hannah Ooh. Montana had her tour and her movie also in theaters. Like, that's how big it surpassed television. I watched High School Musical 3 on a pirated DVD when I was sick from school. <laughs> I have like a vivid memory of it. The only pirated DVD I had was of Twilight. And I put it on my iPod, my iPod mini. It was purple and I would watch it every night before bed. On oh, like that like one inch by one inch screen. Yes. Oh my lord. Yes. Yes. It was probably one centimeter by one centimeter. It was so small. Well, that makes sense because nobody would want to go out of their way to like buy Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. So Jason Earls was 28 when he was on Hannah Montana. Miley was 13 and they played siblings. This is well documented. Well documented. He's now 44 and he's going to be playing the character Dewey Wood, the Killjoy camp director at Camp Shallow Lake. Dewey Wood? Yeah. What type of name is that? So first of all, like, is it like camp themed? Like Dewey Wood? Like, like I think wood so. That's in a forest is like Dewey Misty, in the forest. Yes. But I also don't like <laughs> like the imagery of that. No, I don't love that either. <laughs> Apparently, he has been working on High School Musical the series. This is probably why it's such a flop for both seasons as an acting coach. Can we also just sorry to like backtrack for. No, that's okay. Can we talk about the character design of the Killjoy camp director? 
who wants to watch that type of character? Like that's I know, but basic... also I feel like that's like a stretch for Jason Earls because he's supposed to be like yeah. the laughing stock, like falls in the sand type well, of character. You know what? Maybe this is a step forward for him because he's getting to try out some different acting hats. Maybe this is where he really should have been the entire time. He gets a more serious <laughs> role. Yeah, maybe he's would. like extraordinary as like a hard ass and he just like <laughs> he was really bad because he better it was not too have campy. that Owen Wilson haircut oh my god did you just, sorry did you just say he's too campy <laughs> <laughs> it was not on purpose I swear to god but yeah that motherfucking haircut that Owen Wilson Mitchell Musso and Jason Earls had oh god let's not forget Justin Bieber had it for a hot second there too. I know but he's hot <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's, rumor has it Mitchell Musso was your type fucking barely I think my my type is um attainable hot I feel like yeah, which he isn't Jason he's Earl. just like straight up an uggo but like and Jason Earls and Owen Wilson are not attainable because they're out of your age bracket yeah he's fucking 44 <laughs> Jesus Christ there's another famous Disney Channel star joining the cast as well, Corbin Blue. But he gets to play himself. So He's a cameo? Yeah, so he gets to play Corbin Blue himself. Do you think that's embarrassing that it's like Jason Earls is so unknown that he has to have be Dewey Wood, but Corbin Blue just gets to stroll in and be himself? So I was thinking about this a lot. My first reaction was like, yes, that's <laughs> really embarrassing. But then I'm like, okay, well, Corbin Blue gets to play himself because Corbin Blue starred in High School Musical, the musical. The oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, it makes, it, makes, it makes more sense that he gets to. But then I'm thinking about it, like, how embarrassing is it that you have to play yourself? Because like, there's people writing lines for you to say as yourself. And like, Corbin Blue, you probably wouldn't say any of that. If I was Corbin Blue, I'd be like, I will come on, but I get to freestyle everything because I'm acting as myself. Like, what? What is it like, okay, I'm, I'm Corbin Blue playing the character of Corbin Blue, and now I have to like think about how I would say this, but I'm saying this line that some other person wrote for me. <laughs> what do you think is his role? Like, is he coming in as just like a guest instructor to is show them how to dance? Is he a main character? I have no idea. There's been like no other details released, but like Ryan from High School Musical and Casey, Ryan played Sharpay's brother, whose my name is blanking, which is like so embarrassing. Is it Ryan? No. Yeah, no, it is Ryan. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know the real actor's name then. Sharpay and Ryan. Yes, you're right. Okay, (laughs) duh. So Ryan is on the show, and then he was, like, in that dream sequence in season one. And then Casey is the hip-hopper, the pop pop and lock. lock Yes. Well, is is Ryan's character still on the show? No, he was just in, like, one dream sequence. And then Casey was a guest, but they didn't say it was her. So she was pretending to be, like, a PTA mom. So it's just so (laughs) weird because it's like, well, then if Corbin Blue enters the HSM universe in this way... Then that mm-hmm. means that Casey would also have had to play herself. It's- I don't know. I'm sure Corbin Blue will be like a mentor to Nini or something, since she's the one who can actually launch a career. Literally. Let's wrap up with that. Olivia Rodrigo just announced that she's having a Disney Plus docu about the making of Sour. Will you be watching that? Um, let's be honest, probably not. But like, if I get like really bored one night and I'm like, oh, I need to find something to watch, like. I could. Yeah, I. that's if the it, same with if me. If it hits on the drama of, like, the Joshua Bassett, like, that will draw me in. But, like, if yes. it's just, like, her, like, singing, like, not that I dislike her singing at all. Like, a lot of her songs are jams. But, like, I don't know if I would tune in quite yet for just that. I yeah. wouldn't. Okay, so I guess what I'm saying is I'd want it to be more of a 
Taylor Swift, like, Miss Americana type documentary, then I would want it to be, like, Long the Long Pond Session. Yes. I'm going to stress that. It was a session. Not sessions. A singular session. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I didn't know that. I, this is actually the first time I'm learning about this. <laughs> nice, so. nice. I actually think I will watch because, like, even if she doesn't specifically mention Josh Bassett, if she mentions a guy that's the inspo, I'll just oh, well, duh. assume it's yeah. Josh Bassett. So I, like, like that. The other thing that I'm really curious about is, so after Sour was released, she had to give writing credits to Taylor Swift for... One step forward. No, she she gave, she had given her credit for that. It was the one that sounds like Cruel Summer. Good for you. Oh, Deja Vu. Oh, Deja Vu. Yes, thank you. Uh, Good for you is definitely Misery's business. Yes, okay. And then she had to give writing credits to Haley Williams for Misery Business and Good For You. So that was something I also am interested to see is like, will it be obvious that those were inspired or like is that going to be mentioned because that is like I feel like a huge part of the sour legacy I think it has to be like I I, and if I'm Disney plus I'm thinking like okay well we need to at least like get her to like say something about like this situation to draw people in from all different areas and even if it's not like a main focus I can see it being like a short bit yeah unless they're worried they're gonna get sued in which case they'll steer away that's true (laughs) honestly I've talked myself into watching it. Good for you. Yeah, like not like. (laughs) (laughs) Like not like on its premiere date, but like I'll add it to my list for when I like need something to watch. And then three years later, you'll start it. Exactly. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, I'll read like many articles and watch many TikToks on it and then I'll watch it. So the last bit of note that I have here, and I just read it over, was something that I left myself like a week ago, and it's pretty funny, and I just needed to make the air, so laugh with me, Tori. Yes, please. Is when I had found out from you that High School Musical the Musical series is doing Frozen the Musical, I had wrote back and I said, oh my god, Joshua Bassett singing Let It Go, the <laughs> undertones of it all. Like, I feel like that needs to be stressed, that if he is singing Let It Go to, like, Nini, oh my god, that would be a moment. <laughs> Holy shit. And I feel I still like, won't watch, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, I'll YouTube that that scene for sure. Yeah, I feel like they should capitalize on their, that relationship demise way more than they did in season yeah. two. Again, missteps, missteps all over the place. 100%. Okay, the next thing we wanted to talk about was Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. They broke up this week. <gasps> Oh, I know everyone was so <laughs> shook. Uh, did you ever see them making it to the altar? No. I mean, the entirety of that relationship felt, I don't want to say like a sham because I don't know if it like felt like a sham, but it was, okay, so it was on the tailwinds of, and I, I know this, it was on the tailwinds of him and Danica Patrick's relationship because uh, one of the last, the very first things I actually remember hearing about the pandemic is how Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick almost got like stuck in Bolivia or Ecuador or somewhere in South America that they were like running to make their plane. And it was literally like one of the last planes out of South America before COVID to get them back to like the U.S. And then him and Danica Patrick broke out out of almost nowhere. Danica Patrick was definitely like shady about it on socials at the time. I remember that. And then all of a sudden it was like, is Aaron Rodgers dating Shailene Woodley? And then less than a year later, they were engaged. So random. Whack. So random. Even the way they announced it was like, 
Didn't they announce it like a Zoom call or no, like a red he carpet? Was, it was he very was on. He was doing an interview. And he was yeah, just like, he, shout out to my like fiance. Fiance. Yeah. And then the like entirety of their relationship, wasn't she like in LA essentially and he was in Green Bay? Yeah. Like, 100%. And, and the whole thing. The whole thing felt very odd. And then the way she would like, was, like, continuously, like, protecting him in the media was, like, cringe to the sense. It was like, okay, well, maybe they, like, are because maybe she's, like, delusional. And I feel like there was a lot of quotes out there about her being, like, or about the two of them as he started to say some extremely questionable things about... <laughs> Shailene has said that they have just agreed to disagree when it comes to politics, which, like, that's a whole different conversation, but I don't know if you can do that this day and age unless, like, both people in the relationship just, like, don't care for politics at all. Yeah, because but, like, this, the subtext of when you say you have differing opinions on politics is usually you have different values, mm-hmm. which is, like, a really big deal in a relationship. Yeah. And you're totally right. Like, she basically, I feel like, sewered her career in the past year sticking up for him and his very shady, like, situation. But then in the last couple months, she did start to distance herself. And I was like, the end is near. So that's why the whole thing felt weird. Because, like, I don't honestly don't know really much of anything about Shailene Woodley's acting career other than the fact that she was on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. Classic. And even as I say that, I'm like, let me be right about that. Yeah. And I know she was like, you know, the like poor woman's version of like Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games with her and her divergent career. Like nobody really cared. But like no. that was your thing. And I don't know what she's done since then. But I actually know her because didn't she like go to the like pipeline um like protest or something and she get, is like, like arrested yeah i she's feel a, like she like, is an environmentalist or like yeah, she's whatever. like one of those like actors who like stop acting and then like do something else and like yeah. her like passion so much became more on like activism for the environment or I, I just felt like that was her realm but maybe i'm wrong as somebody who knows very little about shailene woodley so when her and aaron Rodgers started dating in some ways it was like okay is this like a pr thing because like He's, I mean, and I know not for, like, people who aren't, like, sports fans in America, but, like, even if you're not a sports fan, like, Aaron Rodgers is somebody you're probably familiar Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Um, that is, okay, well, is it, like, a PR thing for, like, both of them to kind of, like, show, because nobody likes Aaron Rodgers in terms no. of, like, his, like, family. Like, no. There's a lot of, like, drama there, so it's, like, okay, like, getting Aaron Rodgers with somebody makes him look good for, like, his camp of people. And, like, for her, it's, like, okay, well, like, this is PR because you're going to be with somebody super famous and, like, all that nonsense. But, yeah, then it felt like it just got – things got really weird between them. So, no, I was not expecting them to make it to the altar until she started, like, defending him. And I was, like, oh, she's off her rocker, too. So they're good for each other. Yes, that's what I thought. Um, Because I thought, like, it was classic PR. And then, yeah, she was, like, defending his bad choices. And then I was, like, okay, she must actually, like, like him because you wouldn't do this if you didn't. But then she – that's not the case it was also like sources cited for their breakup the reason was busy schedules which is like very classic pr relationship Uh like oh we were just busy so that is kind of suspect to me but my favorite headline that has come out of this breakup is shailene woodley has ended her campaign to force me to know who aaron Rodgers is (laughs) that does feel like a you it's Just very like me. You. Yes, it's very me because he has come up so much in my pop culture world with um the Bachelor. 
Yeah, I was just going to say that. I was like, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is somebody who, oddly enough, has transcended, like, yes. this, like, pop culture and sportsy, like, vibe because of all the drama with his brother on The Bachelor. Yes. And can I just tell you, I, I think I've actually maybe talked about Aaron Rodgers before on your podcast. Like, I was starting to get worried there for, like, a hot minute that I was actually wrong on thinking that Aaron Rodgers was a douche. And I was starting to think, like, oh, my God, is his family the ones, like, really hard? And they're trying to, like, feast off of his, like, fame. Yes. Let, me, let it be known that I do not like Jordan Rogers. I think that's unpopular opinion in the Batch universe. Yeah. Um, but I was not a fan of his on, on that, like, brief stint on The Bachelorette that I watched. Um, so I was like, oh, my God, like, am I am I wrong with Aaron Rodgers? Am I going to have to admit that I'm wrong with Aaron Rodgers? And, like, just as this start was, this was, like, starting to crack thoughts in my brain Aaron Rodgers started showing that he was a douchebag with like oh, I have never felt more validated by it because now I'm like yes I was right like, it wasn't just me being like a hater so this came at the perfect time literally I kind of had the same trajectory because I was first introduced to Aaron Rodgers through Jordan Rodgers when he was a contestant on The Bachelorette and I was like okay you're on The Bachelorette so you're fame hungry yes. you want your um broadcasting career because you're a washed up football player. Yeah. Like you don't speak with your brother, which is sus. And all of your family like shit talks him on The Bachelor. All like, the in time. Public. Like he didn't show up to their like hometown date, etc. And then I was like, okay, well, obviously Aaron cut him off because he's like a leech. And then all of this has come out. Mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I was <laughs> I've I've honestly (laughs) softened towards I didn't really like him on Jojo's season but like they've been together now for like five or six years and like I kind of have softened on him I will say I definitely thought that he was like um the guy's name is Jed I hate that I know so much about The Bachelor despite having watched literally one full season like a decade ago but yeah I thought he was much more like schmoozing to like either be the next Bachelor exactly and start his career that way or like schmoozing to get picked so that people loved him and he'd make headlines and be in magazines and get his you know college football broadcasting gig and then he would separate from Jojo but they seem to be legit yeah 100% and I don't know like anything about him but the other thing that I like kind of thought was cute is he re-proposed to her with a new ring I think I just rolled my eyes so hard at that I know why <laughs> I mean, sure. Like, I thought that was me, cute because it was like this was like basically fake on TV when I didn't know you and I only had these ring options, but this is like for real. Yeah, but that's super cute if I don't know about it. Oh, I see. It's what like you're one saying. of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, like the whole Rogers family is odd. But I do now think that I side more with, like, the Rogers family than Aaron. And I'm starting to think that, like, I initially thought that, like, he separated from them because they were what he seems to be showing himself to be. Um, And it looks like maybe it's the other way. And they're like, this man, if he wasn't a football player, would be a cult leader. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, like, where we've got. 100%. And I also hate what Aaron Rodgers looks like now, and I don't want to, like, be one to shit on appearances, but, like, he looks like he could be, like, starring in Alexander Hamilton with his greasy back hair. What happened? I thought he was, like, kind of, not hot, but, like, he was, like, a good-looking, like, guy, and he looks yeah, haggard. He never, yeah, he, he is, haggard's a great <laughs> Yes, no, he... He definitely is. He used to have, like, you know, like, the stereotypical, like, shorter, like, yeah, buzz cutty, yeah. like, that type of hair, like, all-American type face, mm-hmm. and now he looks like, 
he's like somebody who's like down on his luck and is just like quitting life yeah it's like gross like long hair yeah we've really gone so hard on like long (laughs) shaggy hair and like unkept looks i hate i i've always hated anybody who looks like unkept like there's very few i think guys that can like pull off like yeah like jason momoa (laughs) and aaron Aaron Rodgers is not no no. i don't think you can do it with like thin thin (laughs) hair I think that might be what it is. Like, you need to have, like, more, like, curly or some, like, volume in the hair. Yeah. Otherwise, it looks like you're wearing, like... It looks like you just you're accidentally... You're like Crockett <laughs> with, like, a raccoon. <laughs> that's what you... That's the energy you're exuding. Like, Stop. go find the Alamo and let's Stop. go. <laughs> I literally went to a wedding in, like, 2015 and I got my hair done at a salon and I thought it looked like Davy Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a picture. <laughs> I can see Tori Davy Crockett. I'll send you a picture and I'll post it on socials. It's so fucking bad. It was like a. <laughs> was I... this right before New Year's? Oh, Have we heard part of this story or is this another bad haircut no, story? No, this wasn't a haircut. I just got my hair like professionally done for a wedding. I was a guest at a wedding and I was like, I want to look like really was it good. country themed? No. Oh. <laughs> it was just normal themed and <laughs> it looked so bad and like. You know when you just, like, have an idea in your head and you, like, bring a picture and then you just look, like, the complete opposite of... You're like, oh, it's not the haircut. It's, like, yep. my bone structure. Like, perfect. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. It's not, like... Something me. fixable. It's the parts of me I can't change. <laughs> it's not how I'm wearing it. It's just that I can't wear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally dying. <laughs> yeah, that was like my exact, my exact thought pattern. It and was then just the only way to recover from a situation is treating yourself to a nice little like cold drink. <laughs> like we'll get through this together, me and my seven dollars Starbucks coffee. <laughs> like literally, I was going on a folklore walk after that. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers needs, though. Maybe he just needs, like, some, like, reality check. Like, now that him and Shailene are no longer together, he's going to take a hard look at himself in the mirror. He's going to go get... He probably drinks, like, black, like, hot, like, espresso coffee or yeah, something. Yeah, 100. Um, and he's going to take, like, a walk by whatever beautiful sights there are in Green Bay and then go to, like, Great Clips and get his hair cut. <laughs> Please get your hair cut. <laughs> okay, we wanted to talk about... We go from, like, least favorite couple to favorite couple maybe i don't actually know if taylor and joe are your favorite couple this well i don't know anything about joe so he he can't fall into that just as a result of me knowing very little about him like i have to be sold on both members of this relationship but this does continue our streak of like taylor swift getting me me nick back on the podcast 100 (laughs) percent okay i just want to say like people think joe and taylor are pr but it's like when he's a nobody it's like when he has gained nothing from this relationship, it's like, it's not PR. And Taylor Swift doesn't need to be in a PR relationship. Like, I would say, like, mo- Taylor Swift's, like, PR could have been, like, Taylor Swift with, like, John Mayer. Yeah, like, and Harry and, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, Harry Styles is yes. probably the best example of that. Yes, 100%. Does she need PR now? Like, she got together with him five years ago, so that would have been... I think her PR... 20- that would have been like, reputation, so maybe she did yeah. need some PR then. 
oh, but you also oh, you're writing the young adult novel now of like the PR that actually falls in love. What, what trope is this? Okay, <laughs> romance uh, novelists. If if you're out there listening to this podcast, I swear to God, I have been plugging this for weeks now. Write a romance novel where there are two celebrities and they get together for PR and and fall in love. I'm sure it's been done, but that's such a fun trope. <laughs> I can't say I've ever read read that trope, but I, I like the trope. Well, I feel like it's like the fake engagement trope that happens all the time in romance novels that it's like that actually never happened in real life. So can't just move it to I PR. Like, I don't know if I like the trope of like two famous people like getting together for PR and then like actually falling in love. But I do like the really uber famous person needs somebody. So let's go find some nobody. Like a philanthropist or something? Yes. Okay. I like that. And then they like actually fall in love. Because I I actually do think that like at this point they're probably like legit. Yeah, me too. I'm thinking that like they're going to get married very, very shortly. I feel like this is obviously like it for them. Yeah. I don't know. I I feel like celebrities don't date for like 12 years and then break up I feel like it's not like as common Um, yeah yeah maybe maybe I'm wrong I feel like it's okay she's gonna probably do like one more touring circuit because she hasn't been able to tour since is it reputation yeah able to tour since because she didn't tour lover because lover fest got canceled I would know I had tickets (sighs) (laughs) yeah still recovering I think that she's she's probably gonna drop another this part three that we've been talking about or just she's gonna have another album or she's gonna go on a tour once she can properly tour, and then she's probably gonna like get married. And if she wants to have a kid, like have a kid. It, you know, like Adele right now, like she's doing her like Las Vegas residency. Yeah, which got like postponed of her, slash canceled. But, but there's rumors of her being engaged. She had a thing that she's like, no, I'm definitely doing this residency tour in 2022 because I want to have a baby in 2023. And like, you don't just say I want to have a baby in 2023. If you don't have a partner. Unless you're like planning on like adopting or something. Totally. But why do you think that these rumors, I guess because you think they're true, like have stuck? Because there's been rumors for like, I feel like since they were dating for two years and now it's five. So for the past three years, there's been rumors that they're engaged. Some people even say that they're married. I think probably because, like, there's just not a whole lot of, like, Taylor Swift news now. Like, sorry, side note again. Like, Taylor Swift just released that song with Ed Ed Sheeran. And I just want to say, like, that is, like, not the collaboration between the two of them. Like, that song itself is just, in my opinion, not a good song. Okay, literally. not a good song. I've listened to it once. Okay, I like, I do like Ed Sheeran. Like, I don't know if I, like, love him or hate him, but I really liked his first album. I'm not anti-Ed Sheeran, and I know there are a lot of people who are very anti-Ed Sheeran. I'm not anti, but I'm not, like, yeah, I'm pro. Yeah, not pro. Yes. But, literally, they've collaborated on, what, three songs now? Name a good one. I mean, I don't hate Endgame. I'm not gonna, <laughs> gonna throw that out there. Yeah. The, everything, here's my opinion, on everything reputation, is if you're in the mood for it, it hits. Yes. But if you're not, it doesn't. Yes. The two of them, I think, are friends. And they, like, keep trying to make it work. But it just, like, doesn't It doesn't work. Like, collaborative. Like, their music yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Like, there's everything has changed. Endgame. The one from The Vault from Red that I can't even remember its name. And then this one. And I'm just, like, I don't know. Don't love any of them. Um. Yeah. It just. And I, I just genuinely don't think, like, the song he picked for her to collab on is, like, a good song. Like, it's way too slow. 
if I think of like recent Taylor Swift collaborations, like I really like Renegade, which she did with like Singer. Uh, oh my god, like top song of twenty twenty one. But like the one she did with Haim. I I don't know why it just doesn't work. He could have picked a better song. Yeah, one hundred. Joker and the Queen just wasn't it, and I don't think like her vocals or his vocals like sound bad. It's just like the song is bad. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like the, they were working with Rocky Foundation. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to that. say like what's bad about their collaborations because again, like you're right, like vocals are good, lyrics are good, like melodies good, but like I don't know for some reason it just doesn't all mesh. I think maybe it's, like, the tone of their voice. But anyway, I got on all of this by saying, like, there's just not a lot of Taylor Swift news out right now, which yeah. is very rare for her because she was dropping albums, like, one after the other. Yeah, <laughs> in the past um, two years, yeah. And I think that she's such, like, a a money grab for people. Like, I, I feel like there are YouTubers who have launched their career by just, like, reacting to Taylor Swift songs. Like, she she's, like, she is kind of, like, an industry that like okay well this is something that we can grab at like it's something we can grab at it's no different than they people would do with like other very large stars yeah no that's a really good point and she and she does have to stay in the spotlight for the release of her next album because if she does a re-release I think people like forget that it's like it's technically not new music so you like there has to be some other draw so I I just think it makes sense for her so do you think she released like these rumors or like or her camp I think that they're probably actively not shutting them down because they benefit them, whether they plan on launching them or not. And to be honest, like, I think that if the rumors is that they're engaged, I don't think Taylor Swift really cares enough to shut them down. Like, yeah, like, who cares? different rumor than, like, oh, they've broken up. Yes. Like, one is more harmful in the sense of, like, just, like, if you're actually, like, in love. Like, that's more harmful than, like, oh, they're engaged. Especially if, even if they're not engaged, but, like, they're planning on getting engaged, which, like, most people go into a relationship, like, unless you're Aaron Rodgers or Jalen Woodley, probably thinking you're getting engaged. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like... They that, were that's engaged. Where they're at. They... Yeah, they were fake engaged. Yeah, you're right. Yes. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. They they really Kim Kardashian and Chris Humphreys did that one. Yeah. But to a much less dramatic and more like ugly scale. Yes. <laughs> so this is going to be like the meanest thing I say on this podcast probably but like and like I don't know anything about him so maybe it's unfounded but like I just feel like Taylor deserves someone who is like exceptional in all ways and I feel like he's just like such a basic bitch. Yeah. But I think that's his draw. His draw is that he's is a like, normie. He's not trying like that. He's like, I'm completely fine with her being like the bigger star in this relationship. And I'm just going to like sit back and let her do it. But also have like parts of my own life. Like if you have like two like extremely like type A top notch celebrities, like dramas going to fall. Like even Beyonce and Jay-Z had drama yeah. that they were able to move past and used it to their advantage. But then on the flip side, you have people like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. I'm like, that is just so ugly in all the ways right now. 100%. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you're right. A lot of successful Hollywood relationships have been where one person is like, maybe not in a different, like a super different field, but like a little bit different and not just vying for like the same attention. Or they're, like, older in their career, and it's like, okay, like, Ben Affleck and J-Lo right now. Yeah, like, yeah. Whatever that is. Like, yeah, yeah. Good it's point. It's like, hung young, hot passion. Yeah, where, like, also their fame is fleeting. Like, Ben and Jen have been famous for, like, 30 years, so yeah. they they don't have this, like, more, like, up-and-down career yeah. like young people do. Well, 
mazel to Taylor and Joe if they're engaged. Um, but I guess we'll see because, again, it's it's not. We will see because you and I are getting invites to the wedding. Yeah, yeah, we'll the be there. Done for them. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pettyweight champion of the week, Nick, who are you nominating? <laughs> so I, I am nominating 79-year-old former football player Dick Butkus. That is his real name who has been shady tweeting at Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley for the better part of the last month. <laughs> um, he honestly kind of like beat me to the punch. <laughs> like... <laughs> he, he really did. Just for those of you who don't know who Dick Buckus is, I absolutely don't blame you in any way, shape or form. Um, he used to play football and he played for the Chicago Bears which is like the rival of Aaron Rodgers' Green Bay Packers. And this man is 79 years old, tweeting like a Gen Zer, All lowercase, um, as you would imagine. And the best part is every time he tweets at Aaron Rodgers, like he tags Aaron Rodgers' official Twitter account. That is so fucking petty. <laughs> so this week, when the rumors broke of Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers uh, breaking up, he tweeted... Every time I try to engage here on my phone, it gets interrupted by someone named Shailene WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also tweeted, for all of you who have asked, I am not the reason that Shailene Woodley and at Aaron Rodgers 12 have broken up. <laughs> so really like calling, calling them out. Um, a few months back, Aaron Rodgers on an interview is talking about how you know, he was playing well despite having a broken toe. And instead of just expecting the reporters to take his words for having a broken toe, he took his sock off and gave free feet kicks <laughs> to the Zoom call <laughs> by showing his little feet. Nubbies. So is he <laughs> on, like, the foot wiki? Wiki feet? Probably. You know, I'm sure that he probably is. But the gag of it all was, like, you couldn't even tell the toe was broken because it was, like, his ring toe. <laughs> nobody can tell like that, that it just looks like a small little nub like nobody's gonna know if that's broken or not but that's so funny. at the time he tweeted let me pull up this tweet because he tagged aaron Rodgers in it i should have had this pulled up but he, this 79 year old man does tweet a lot more than you would actually think that he does he does are we gonna like comment on his name or just let hey, it? Hey, at hey at Aaron Rodgers, help me get verified or I'll hurt more than your toe. <laughs> <laughs> we love threatening violence. <laughs> it's just so iconic that he just has this like one bone to pick with Aaron Rodgers and like is using to like this is why Twitter was invented. I'm sure. Oh yes, it, it like really, it really is. So I've just been been enjoying this guy um tweeting at Aaron Rodgers he also tweeted now that i have a blue check mark i can kick people off the platform right <laughs> you hear me at aaron rodgers <laughs> someone <laughs> please start a twitter account that just says like dick butt kisses beef and then just retweet every time he mentions aaron rodgers could you imagine, like, if some, like, 79-year-old man logs onto Twitter for the sole purpose of just, like, dragging me? Like, how do you recover from that? Who's going to take my side? And Nobody. he gets a notification. At, well, like, I'm, he probably hasn't yes. turned off, but every time he tweets, he's like, oh, at me. Like, oh, please. Aaron Rodgers has left the platform of Twitter. Yeah, when he's on Parlor now. Like... <laughs> 
like that's what I was thinking, but I wasn't gonna make the joke. So I'm glad that you went there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. I, so he's my nomination of Pettyweight Champion of the Week. <laughs> amazing. What a rightful, rightful winner. <laughs> okay, Nick, it's time for this week and Petty. What were you petty about this week? All right, so it was actually Tori asked me this question right before we started recording, and she was like, Don't tell me the story, but like, do you have one? And I was like, trying to think and I was like honestly like I don't really know if I have one but I told a story to like one of my like friends earlier this week and they were like oh my god I didn't realize how petty you were <laughs> and I was like that wasn't a petty story <laughs> it wasn't like, it's like what like I was just like sharing an antidote about my life <laughs> when the pettiness just like seeps out into your stories so I'm going to share the story, and I would love to hear thoughts from you, Tori. Like, is it a petty thing? Like, is okay. this a petty action? Okay. Also, it's right, like, so- if they're friends with you, how do they not know you're petty? Like, they're obviously an acquaintance or, like, a third-tier right. friend. No offense <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> but this actually connects to curling. So, like, when you go to an, into, like, a curling rink, like, it is oh, a I know, curling. Oh, I know it's this. Like I know this. <laughs> so you wear a hat, right? Um, I don't actually, Tori, I don't think you know this story, but like, you know that the, the curling rink is cold. So I'm, I'm wearing a, or I'm going to get like a winter hat to wear into the curling a toque. rink. And I'm like, a toque. Is that, it's pronounced toque? Yeah. I thought it was always pronounced a toque. No, it's a toque. That is so Canadian. <laughs> that pronunciation makes too much sense. I don't like it. Toque. Yes. So you were going to buy a toque. <laughs> no, no. So I wasn't going to buy one. I was rummaging through oh, my winter okay, hat supplies yes. to find one, and I literally like could not find the one that I wanted to. And I found this other hat that we had been gifted for Christmas by somebody, and I was like, I cannot wear this hat in public because I don't want people to think that I'm supporting this person's brand. Now, this is not like a questionable brand. And now that I'm sharing the story, I'm just going to give like the full background. And I'm not going to be able to share this on my socials because I don't want my friend to know. One of my friends this is getting good. Has- one of my friends has a, a business company. That Kate, they make. Nick, you, <laughs> you spill way too much real tea on this podcast. Um, I also just want to point out that Nick is lying on his bed like we're on a sleepover and he's spilling the, <laughs> the hottest tea I've ever heard. Look, I don't have a chair in this room. <laughs> like, <anywhere>. like, <laughs> um. <laughs> so... I found, I found, like, this hat, and I was like, I cannot, like, be, like, rep- repping, like, this brand, mm-hmm. like, in public around people, because I don't want them to ask what it is, and I don't want to have to say, like, oh, it's my friend's brand, like, you should look into it and buy it, because, like, I'm like, I'm not giving free promo like that, like, you don't deserve my free promo. So, no free so- clout for the girlies. <laughs> but I was like, I need a hat. So I took the hat and I wore it to curling. And instead of folding it the way the hat needed to be folded with the logo on the outside, I folded it so the logo was on the inside so that it was just a a classic, regular, monocolor hat without the logo showing. And I folded it in. So I was, like, going about, like, my day of curling. And after curling, we went from stacking. So we went out to, like, the bar after. And I, like, had taken like the hat off and the logo like showed and they're like oh is that so-and-so's hat and I was like oh yeah like it is like let's move this conversation along they're like oh I didn't even like notice that it had that logo earlier when we were playing and I was like oh I like had tucked it in like <laughs> like why did you tuck it in so I explained why I tucked it in and like went to move on they're like oh my god that's like so petty and I was like, I don't, 
Nick. I was just trying to like move it, move it along. Like I needed a hat. I wore a hat and we move. Nicholas John Drinkwater. That is the pettiest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. Are you fucking kidding me? That is but I wasn't, so like, petty. Outwardly being petty. Like nobody was supposed to know. In your heart, you know. <laughs> like, but it was just me. Like, I wasn't doing any harm to anybody. I know, but the pettiest people just do it for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Are you serious? You didn't think that was bad? I mean, not that I didn't think it was, like, bad, but I was just, like, I wasn't advertising it, so it didn't matter. <laughs> You're like, I, this isn't a paid sponsor, So I won't be advertising their brand, and I won't even mention it on this godforsaken podcast. I I probably should to give them, like, the free... I will say, uh, here's what I will say. But don't. The hat that I wore, (laughs) the hat that I wore, like, was better quality than I thought. I actually like the very minimalist, like, design of it all, but it was the principle. (laughs) Whenever you say it was the principle, you're being a petty bitch. (laughs) Like... Oh my god. Okay, that's like low-key iconic. But yeah, that person was completely right. I'm so sorry. But I have to side with them. The court of Tory sides with your your third-tier friend. Well, I mean, I, I stand by the actions. I did wear the hat this week. Yeah. And I, I didn't nice, shove the that's logo gross. away because the, the gig was up at that point. Yeah. But... Okay, you have to, after this podcast ends, you have to DM me a picture of the toque. I don't think I have a picture of it. Because well, take one. <laughs> Snapchat it to me. <laughs> Will do. Will okay. do. Nick, this was so much fun as per usual. I just feel like you get me. You get all my references no matter how long ago they were. So, thanks so that's for how on. I felt yesterday when I sent you that Snapchat of me wearing the two different boots. With like smooth rock, <laughs> smooth rocking, because I sent that to like four people, and Tori was the only one who got the reference. <laughs> oh my god, I love that so much! I listen to the Hannah Montana discography like once a week. So <laughs> nothing shocks me yeah. less. <laughs> it's fucking good. <laughs> Kate, Nick, where can the listeners find you if they want to hear? Like, where are your petty tweets at? So the petty, I don't feel like I'm. I'm not even like petty on Maine anymore. Yeah. Um, because, like, I don't tweet all that much. I kind of just, like, I'm petty in the DMs. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's for sure. I'm, I'm petty in the subgroup chats. Yes. Like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss love a subgroup chat. <laughs> but on all the main accounts, not not so much. Um, We're still on me. our Instagram boycott. Yeah. Yes, we, we are. We definitely are. And I have not broken that yet. I keep thinking about, like, when I am. Me I just, too. Like, haven't had anything to like do it i mean you went on a vacation you should have done it but. yeah i should have done like a curated photo dump i might over the last two years it has to be worth it. it it truly has to be like worth it for the for the the unboycott to end um, agreed instagram needs to serve their time properly you can follow me on twitter if you want i'm sure most of you probably already do at this point at at nick underscore drink water i think i i don't know if i'm private on there anymore but if i am like just I will accept almost anybody as long as you're not my student. Good. You're not- <laughs> <laughs> um, and same thing with Instagram at drinky11, but like you're not really going to catch me interact with much on there. But if you have anything that you want to like PM me, that's funny. Like, yeah. Like people might want to comment there. on your story. 
yeah, stories and your opinions, so often, your opinions, yeah. <laughs> your hot takes. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's that's all I've got. Just, just follow me the next time I'm back on the pod. We watched for just me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, thanks for coming on, Nick. Oh, anytime, <laughs> anytime. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to Nick for joining me on today's episode. There are two things I want to touch on that happened after our recording before I leave you to it. So Aaron Rodgers posted some Monday Night Gratitude. It is Monday, February 21st when I'm recording this now. It is like a carousel of like it's a photo dump essentially. And one of the photos is him and Shailene and they're cuddled up on the couch. And he says at Shailene Woodley, thanks for letting me chase you after the first couple months after we met and finally letting me catch up to you and be a part of your life. Thanks for always having my back for the incredible kindness you show me and everyone you meet and for showing me what unconditional love looks like. I love you and I am grateful for you. So I'm just confused because of the breakup post. So like, are they actually together? Because I would like literally die if they are or is this just like I love you unconditionally because we're like friends so I did a Twitter or an Instagram poll and everyone so far has voted like no they're not together in this post is just cringe but I don't know only I guess time will tell and then the other thing like I don't love commenting on people's appearances I feel like that's just like not fair to people but I will say I do have this theory that like you will begin to look worse if you're evil and if you look at Eric Rogers trajectory of like when he was first drafted to the Green Bay Packers to now it is a very like Prince Will vibes and Prince Will like I've talked about this on the podcast before <laughs> like when I've done a deep dive on the royal family but like just like mwah, chef's kiss perfection as a teenager and just like the biggest like trajectory fail I've ever seen it's so 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 sad to see but I kind of feel like it's Aaron Rodgers vibes too um Kirsten McKinnis I guessed a few weeks ago said it was very like Lynn Manuel Miranda trying to play Hamilton uh versus like Nicholas cage vibes and I don't know I just feel like he looks sickly and you know that's on him (laughs) and then the last thing I just want to say is we talked about Taylor and her engagement to Joe and I was on reddit obvi dog kit kat bar and there was a blind item again I think the author is crazy days and nights but this person didn't share that so I'm just gonna guess but it's from Saturday February 19th 2022 And it says, do you honestly think this A-plus list singer did get engaged? It would be a tiny leak to one media outlet or something that would dominate conversation for a week that was planned to the nth degree. Let the actress slash muse slash drug addict get out of the way and then see what happens. Which people are thinking that maybe this is about Taylor. And I kind of agree. I think it was like some fucking Randy Jackson publication that first said that they were engaged and then it was just like sources say and then literally every tabloid in the world got picked up uh so people were thinking that maybe the actress slash muse slash drug addict is like selena gomez or julia fox or anything like that but i don't know i totally get it it's like we talked about this on the episode it's like you have to you know stay in the media to sell records and stuff and maybe she 
I don't know, just leaked this because it's really easily like blows up like wildfire. Anyways, those were just my thoughts. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with your friends, send it to someone who you think would like it or share it on your social media. That's the best thing you can do for RTBP. And of course, if you have something that you want me to talk about, just send me a DM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and I would love to incorporate that into my upcoming shows. Anyways, thank you so much to Nate for editing today's podcast. I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.